Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David talks about the choices that Jesus came to come to earth and be fully human and how we should have the mindset of Christ. Let's listen. Okay, I want you thinking about this question today. What is Christmas all about? And you could probably answer that in a number of different ways, couldn't you? You could say, well, Christmas is about uh, gratitude and gifts and gift giving. Or maybe you'd say, no, Christmas. Christmas is about family. It's about togetherness. It's about everyone under one roof. Or maybe you'd say, no, Christmas is about those quiet moments that I can just sip on my hot cocoa right in front of a fire and feel at peace. And really, you wouldn't be wrong about any of those things. Those are all a part about what Christmas really is. But Christmas is actually those things and more. There's one central reason why we get together and celebrate all of those things. There's one central reason why all of those things can be a part of what we call the Christmas season. Christmas is about a choice, and it's a choice that God made. God made the choice to become human. God made the choice to become a child. Here's how J.I. Packer put it. The Almighty appeared on earth as a helpless human baby, needing to be fed and changed and taught to talk like any other child. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as this truth of the Incarnation. Now, the Incarnation, that's that big, long, fancy word we use to just mean God became human. God became a child. That is when he became incarnate, the incarnation. And this is really what Christmas is all about. And so I want to spend today more deeply exploring that idea of what is the impact for us today of the fact that Jesus came to earth. And so to do that, I'd like to start with Uh, exploring what John said, because John was one of Jesus' disciples. John spent so much time with Jesus, and then uh, after Jesus had died and been raised to life, decades later, John sat down and wrote down his account of Jesus' life. He wrote down what he remembered from spending all that time with Jesus. And the first words he wrote, the way he begins his whole gospel, are these words. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This is the opening line of the Gospel of John. John is referring to Jesus by a title. He's using the title, the Word. When you see the Word, that means Jesus. And here's his point. He says, At the beginning of all things, at the beginning of time, itself, Jesus was with God because Jesus was God. This is one of those mysteries of Christianity that we call the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit existing together for all of eternity. But one member of the Trinity, the Son, Jesus, chose to come to earth in a new way. John continues several verses later. He says, The Word, meaning Jesus, the Word became flesh 
and made his dwelling among us. So when you see that phrase, the word became flesh, what's meant by that is Jesus took on human form. Jesus became like one of us. So to take on flesh does not mean that Jesus ceased to be divine in any way. Instead, Jesus took on humanity. Fully human, fully God. That's what we say when we talk about Jesus taking on human flesh. Now, pause for a second and just imagine. I mean, can you truly imagine and and wrap your mind around the fact that the all-powerful, almighty God chose to become completely powerless, chose to become a helpless child, a child who had to rely on his parents when he was hungry, a child who who ran for comfort when he was upset to his mom or to his dad, a child who had to be taught everything that children today need to be taught. This is what God chose to do. Now, I read this, and I've had some time to reflect on this this last week, and it astonishes me probably even more because I've got a child myself. Right now, I've got a two-year-old. And so I see my two-year-old, her name is Gemma, and I see all the ways that every day she is learning, every day she is growing. And I think to myself, wait, this is what Jesus had to do. This is what God chose to do in the very same way. I mean, I look at Gemma and I see all the mischief she gets into. And I think to myself, oh, I think Jesus must have been like that too. For example, I came in the other day just walked into the restroom and there she is. She'd gotten that bottom drawer open and she is trying to climb up onto the counter. Why? Not because she's bad or disobedient, because she is curious. Children are always trying to learn and look how excited she is. She's not like, oh, you caught me. She's like, look, dad, I figured out how to get closer to the counter. She is learning all of the time. God the source of all knowledge, chose to restrict that knowledge, chose to become a child, chose to almost in some ways start over and have to learn everything, just like children do today. Christmas is about the choice that God made for us. Now, the Bible makes the argument that because of that choice, the choice that God made, we should, in our response, make different choices as well. And that's what I want to study when it comes to the book of Philippians. You see, Paul wrote a letter to the faith community in Philippi. And what he's going to say to them is, because of this choice that God made to become human, to take on human flesh, we then, as a faith community, should make different choices as well. So that's that's where we're headed. I'm going to pick it up in chapter 2, verse 5. Here's how Paul sets the scene. He says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So Paul wants this faith community, this church in Philippi, to strive to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. And I think if Paul were here today, with us today, Paul would say the same thing to us. He would say, Unity Presbyterian Church, strive in your relationships with one another to have the same mindset 
as Jesus Christ. That is the goal he sets out for us. Now, what is a mindset? What do we mean when we say that word? Well, the actual definition is a mindset is a mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to situations. Think about the many different mindsets that you can have going into certain situations that's going to affect how you interpret and respond to those situations. Some people have a resilient mindset, don't they? That's that mindset to say, it doesn't matter what I face, I'm going to overcome it. It doesn't matter how hard this is right now, I'm going to get through it. That's a resilient mindset. Some people have more of a cynical mindset, don't they? Uh, it's the mindset that's always waiting for that other shoe to drop. It's always saying, okay, something bad is coming around the corner. And so I'm going through life almost bracing myself for that bad news. We can have all sorts of different mindsets, can't we? Paul says that we should have the same mindset as Christ. I once worked for a week with Habitat for Humanity. We were with a whole group of people. And it was a wonderful experience because with that group of people, we were building a house. And that house was going to be for a family that could not otherwise uh, afford to live in that house. And so my group, every day, we'd work for long hours, you know, uh, from sunup to sundown, working on this house because we only had one week for our group to be there and to be a part of it. But it didn't matter how early we were there, and it didn't matter how late we stayed. The future homeowner was always working alongside of us. He was always doing the same tasks that we were doing, no matter what they were or no matter how challenging they were. And at the end of the week, when we know, okay, we can go home now and, and we've, we've got that to look forward to, at the end of the week, he came to each member of our group. And there were probably about 20 or 30 of us. And he starts writing something down after talking with people. And, and then he came over to me and he says, what is your name? And so I told him my name and he writes that down on a list. And I said, uh, can I ask what you're doing? And he shows me the list and it's names of every person who chose to help that week. And not only that week, because with these Habitat houses, it takes many, many weeks and months and many groups to help out. He had a list of names of every person who had helped. And I asked him, oh, why? Why are you doing this? And I wrote down what he said because I thought it was so memorable. He said, I want to remember each and every person who contributed their time and energy to my house. I could not have done that or done it without them. What sort of mindset did that homeowner I look at him, I go, he had a mindset of, of gratitude, thanksgiving. He also had a mindset of perseverance, of I'm going to help complete this house. We, as a faith community, are to have the same mindset of Christ. Because the mindset we have uh, will directly affect the type of actions we do out into the world. So as Christians, what would it look like if we interpreted and responded to events in the same way that Jesus would. So the natural question is, okay, well, what is the mindset of Christ? If this is what Paul is asking of us, if he says all of us should have the same mindset of Christ, well, what is that mindset? 
And it is to that that he turns next because what he's going to tell you is that the mindset of Christ is why Jesus chose to come to earth in the first place. The mindset of Christ is why Jesus chose to be born as a child in the first place. Here's what he says. He says, Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Let's pause there for a second. Jesus is completely equal with God, but Jesus did not use that equality to his own advantage. So what I want you to think about is how a person in power could use that position of authority to their own advantage. What might that look like? I mean, we have examples of that probably every day, don't, don't we? Uh, it might be a college president saying, you know, I'm going to enroll my son or daughter, even if their grades are way below what other people would need to get into this college. Or maybe it would be a CEO saying, you know, I'm going to use my position to enrich myself and over and above any of my employees, right? We can see people using power to their own advantage. But what Paul is telling us is, well, Jesus is in the most powerful position in the entire world, right? Jesus is God. And yet, Jesus did not consider this status something to be exploited. Jesus had a different mindset. Here's what Jesus did instead. The next verse says, rather, he emptied himself by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. Believe it or not, this is the entire Christmas message in one verse right here. Because Jesus, being in very nature God, chose to become the very nature of a servant. Jesus, being all-powerful, chose to empty himself of that power to become a human like us. Jesus became one of us. This is truly extraordinary. Uh, because consider for a moment that all of the religions during this time period taught that you had to do something to earn the approval of God. Uh, you had to behave a certain way, believe a certain thing, do something in order for God to approve of you. It would almost be like you were having to reach up to God, say, okay, God, what can I do to get high enough that you're going to look down on me and say, okay, I approve. Jesus has flipped all of this on its head. And Jesus says, you don't have to be striving to get up to me. I am going to come down to you. Jesus says, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to empty myself of any power or authority I have, and I'm going to dwell with humanity just as you are. Not when you reach the point where I look at you and go, okay, now I approve of you. Just as you are, Christ says, I'm going to come to earth to be among you. The next verse says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Yes, Jesus was fully God, but Jesus chose to become fully man. And this choice meant that Jesus would have to abide by all the same things that humanity has to abide by. And that includes death. Yes, Jesus knew that by becoming a man, Jesus would become obedient to death. 
Paul wants us to have the same mindset of Christ. And the mindset of Christ that we're seeing here by the examples that Paul uses is the example of Christ humbling himself for the sake of the world. Yes, in your relationships, have the same mindset of Christ. Here's an example. I attended a Presbyterian college called Whitworth University. It's in Spokane, Washington. And I can still remember move-in day, my freshman year. And I was so excited and and nervous, and I had all the, the feelings. I also remember that my dorm room was on the third floor of a dorm with no elevator. So, of course, my parents and I, we had everything that I owned packed up in these boxes, and we would pick up the boxes and go up three flights of stairs and push them into this tiny dorm room, and then we'd go down and we'd start again. Just about the time that I'm kind of feeling sore and tired and not sure how much more I want to do of this, an older gentleman came up to me and he said, hey, can I help you? Can I move some of these boxes? I was not going to tell him no. So I said, yeah, that sounds great. Please do. And he takes one of the heaviest boxes and and off he goes. My mom comes over and whispers to me. And she says, do you know who that was? I said, I don't know, probably someone's dad, grandpa, something. And she says, that's the president of the university. And what I found out later was he does this every year. Every year at move-in day, the president of the university would go and move boxes with the freshman class. In your relationships, have the same mindset of Christ. I think that's what that looks like. When you have a position of power and you say, that's okay, I'm not going to use it to my advantage. Instead, I'm going to empty myself, humble myself, and do what's needed to be done for the good of the world. It didn't matter that Jesus had everything. Jesus chose to serve this world in love and humility, and Jesus asks us to do the same. So I wonder, how can you follow the example of Jesus throughout this Christmas season? Uh, As you contemplate that question, I want to show you how this section uh, ends of Paul. I mean, Paul has just talked about the choice that Jesus made, the choice of Jesus emptying himself of all power and authority for the sake of the world. And here's how God responds to that. The last three verses, he says, therefore, based on everything that Jesus did, based on everything that came before, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yes, Jesus gave everything for us and therefore God gave everything to Jesus. Jesus emptied himself, humbled himself, came down to earth and in in likewise, God then raised him up to the highest place of honor and praise. This is how God works. When we give of ourselves, when we have the same mindset of Christ, God honors that. And so I return to this question and and really encourage us all as the faith community this Christmas season to embrace the same mindset of Christ. 
Woman. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.